You're listening to the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass with me, Jose Gomez, founder and CEO of nonprofitwebsites.com and NetMinistry. If you're a leader in a nonprofit organization who wants to reach more donors, volunteers, members, supporters, and the community that you're serving using the power of the internet, then I'm already waiting for you in today's episode. So let's get started. Well, welcome to today's episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. Um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, why nonprofits shouldn't just buy websites. Um, this, this whole topic really has come from uh, just kind of observing the behavior of a lot of nonprofits, a lot of nonprofit leaders, uh, trying to understand exactly why the decisions they're making are the decisions that they're making. Uh, and and really coming to some very strong conclusions about what's happening in the marketplace and and one of those things is that you know in the last uh, when I started uh, web design it was you know we're talking in the 90s um, it, web design was very expensive um, it was a very specialized practice and over time thankfully through programs like ours we've been able to kind of bring that price down and allow the average nonprofit or small business to take advantage of the internet and of websites. So in that sense, we've come a long way and, and we're really excited about that type of dynamic. The downside of things is that because of business opportunity, the business opportunity and demand for websites, you've had a number of companies that have created these kind of off the shelf, out of the box, uh, or really in the box, but but off the shelf type of products that allow people to just you know buy a website. Um, and the reality is is that that's not really what somebody's doing. What they're what they are doing is they're essentially buying something pre-designed, a kind of a pre-designed technically a website, but that design, the structure, the feeling, the 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 cooperation of the design with your brand and the functionality of that thing that somebody just kind of dreamed up in order to sell you wasn't thought out ahead of time specifically for your organization. Now, for some people, they don't feel that that really makes a difference. If they've got a barbershop, they figure if you've got a barbershop website template, um, this should work for me. And in some cases, um, that's true from the, from the kind of brochure perspective, but every business is a little bit different and every business has a different market and every business has a different way that their customers want to respond to them and interact with them and that could be shaped by the area that you're doing business in that could be shaped by um, the type of kind of uh, uh, the the unique selling proposition that you have what makes you different Um, and so you've got a number of different things that can affect the way a website should and is designed, should be and is designed. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why it's just not smart to to just buy a website off the shelf for your nonprofit, start there and kind of check the box off and go on to business cards. It's just not that simple. The, the way you start a website is not through looking online and looking at what everybody else has and trying to figure out who's going to be the cheapest place to go, where's going to be the cheapest place to go uh, for the look and feel that you want. The design process doesn't actually start with look and feel. It needs to start with tr- strategic planning. And that is the most valuable part of the process. This is the part that if you go with a, with an agency, those of you that have gone with larger agencies to create your web presence know 
that you go through several weeks to several months of very strategic planning and it's usually done at a leadership level or a board level where you're able to kind of figure out what it is that your organization wants to do online, what your goals are, um, what you want people to be able to do on the website, and you create a real strategic plan around the process of building your site and developing your presence. Now that that is really different from just going over to you know kicks.com and picking you know a, a website template and being done and checking the box off it, it, there's there's more that needs to go into it and now if you're not concerned with having results on the internet if all you're wanting to do is check a box off and move on to something else then you know then then strategic planning has no value but neither does your web presence and it, it won't have any value other than being an online business card but you're missing out on a really large a large amount of potential you're missing out on potentially millions of dollars of funding. You're missing out on volunteers, on new constituents, on supporters. You're missing out on PR. You're missing out on branding. There's so much that you're missing out on simply because you wanted to kind of take a shortcut and do something that takes you five minutes. Nothing of significance is going to take five minutes. You need to take more time than that. So it's just strategic planning from a leadership level. And if not, if not top leadership, at least a delegated group of people within your organization that is going to take the time to do the strategic planning possible. Now, that, that's necessary. Now, here's the thing. A lot of times what ends up happening with, with this whole process is that a nonprofit will look around at the people in the organization and either pick somebody who has enough time to handle this but is probably the least qualified person to do it, um, like an assistant or an executive uh, assistant or uh, some kind of administrator, and they're just tasked with going and getting the job done. They don't really know what they're doing, and they probably don't really want that job. They kind of want it to be over with as quickly as possible, so they'll do the typical three-vendor comparison. They'll do an RFP that nobody wants to really fill out and that most companies will lie about anyway in their answers, and they end up not doing the job that needed to be done. Now, the, on the other side, the flip side, people will look around and look at the geekiest person in the room. Who's the IT guy? Who's the guy that quote unquote knows computers? And then that's the person who ends up with the task. But that's equally as bad because they don't have a proficiency in web design. They don't have a proficiency in marketing. Their strength is computers. They're a technical person. They're not a communicator. And websites are not about tech, technical things. They're about communication. So in reality, you want to make sure that you've got a large group of people or at least a, a good cross segment of people involved in the overall architecting of the site because everyone needs to be involved. Somebody from development, somebody from volunteer management, somebody who's handling handling the events, somebody who's visionary, who's going to really be able to breathe life into the idea of what your website should do. There, there are just a lot of moving parts to this thing and there's a lot of considerations to have as you're going through the process of strategic planning. Now next, you know, project. Once once you actually plan, you, you know, you find your vendor um, that you want to work with. There, there are a number of vendors out in the world. There are only a few that specialize in nonprofits like us. Um, but once you choose your vendor, then you're going to go into project discovery and planning. Now, there, this is again where, where it's undervalued and so you end up just kind of going directly from planning to just giving a designer something and having them, you know, spec something out. But the reality is you need a vetting process. You need a professional on the other side that's going to be able to look at your stuff and actually do some project discovery. Think about the things you didn't think about as a board. See, as a group within your organization, you're focused on what you want to communicate. 
You're focusing on uh, many times the way that you want to say things and the message that you want to put out. But from one, when you hire a, a proficient and, and uh, experienced uh, web development professional, the first thing they're going to want to do is evaluate that against an outside perspective and say, you know, are you talking the language of your audience? Who are you talking to? Did you meet the objective that you would have had had you thought about uh, reaching this, these specific sectors? Um, if, as a person from the outside, will I respond to uh, the, the volunteer calls, the donation calls, the, the, the involvement uh, calls to action? Um, have you even thought about doing calls to action? Uh, are you following standard web practice? Um, are there some things that other clients that I have have done that might help you that you may not have thought of as a board? So there's some project discovery that has to be done and some consulting on the front end to give you a little bit of a sanity check against everything that you just spent time planning. And then translating that into the language of web development. So translating that and splitting that out into who, you know, what's creative work, what's technical work, what's development work, what's IT work, what's communications work, and what's the work that ultimately you need to do as the client in order to get the, the team what they need to be able to get um, to, to get everything done for you. So you, you want to make sure that you go through that kind of a process. And this is again a process that a lot of people skip. You go through, maybe you did the planning. Maybe you thought of the most brilliant website you could, but then you just handed it to a designer to just get it done. And um, and that you could go down that route if you feel like you've done enough discovery that you've really understood the process. But a lot of times what we see is we have clients that come back to us and they say, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not a web designer. I wouldn't have thought of some of these things. We sat down, we planned what we wanted, and we told you what we wanted. But we're not a web designer. Well, that's exactly the point. You're not, and and the and you shouldn't be. There's no reason for you to be one. That's why you're hiring a web development company to be able to help you and guide you through some of these things that you need to think about. And and they're not things that you think about every single day. They're not things that you're involved in every single day. So it's important that you do uh, enable and empower someone who does think about these things every day to help you through the process. Now, you know, the, the next part that I want to talk about is a creative process. And, and this is important because what we see is we have uh, we have clients that will come to us and they'll usually come from other uh, from maybe some experiences with other firms and 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 we always we always kind of raise a flag and it always raises a flag when um, when somebody says that that you know their previous design or, or development firm didn't get their vision or di they didn't like what they came up with so they just decided not to go with them um, and with that for us it just shows a, maybe a little bit of a lack of understanding of the fact that it, the creative process requires iterations you know one of the things that, that um, to, to understand about a proficient firm if you've hired a good firm they can literally do anything you can think of creatively technically um, uh, contextually um, they can make anything happen that you can think of. And the process initially of, of, of trying to come up with your specifications uh, of the website is about narrowing down for that entire spectrum of, you know, the infinite spectrum of ideas down to a very finite area within that spectrum of the things that you're going to like combined with the things that your audience is going to like. Now, sometimes it's more of what your audience likes and less of what you like. Um, and sometimes, you know, clients will insist on the other way around. Maybe, you know, we're designing something we feel that their audience would, would like, but they kind of are convinced about what they want to do. And, and so we have to kind of go that route. But whatever way you go, 
it is going to require iterations. You, there's going to be a first try, and that first try can range from almost exactly what you want to you know completely on the opposite side, where you're looking and going, you know, what happened here? This isn't at all what I want. And then sometimes it's exactly what you wanted, but when you see it, it wasn't quite a good idea as what you might have thought in your head. And so it requires changes. So one of the things I like to tell people, and and I'll tell you this this might cost me some business, but if you're working with a development and design firm and they, you're not happy with the first product, stick stick with them. Um, work with them through the iterations of design, work with them through the, the multiple tries so that they can just fine tune. What they're trying to do is they're trying to fine tune the idea and trying to really come up with what you want. And, and many times what we tell folks is, you know, you may not be as clear as you think you're being. Um, if you tell me to use blue, there are a, there's a large spectrum of colors within the color blue. And so you might look at something and say, this is, this is terrible, it's too dark. But it's just simply because we chose the wrong color blue. You weren't being specific enough. Or maybe you were very specific, but the designer kind of chose something a little different for you because maybe the colors, it was clashing with the colors that were in the foreground. So he made a call. But either way, you can actually walk through the iteration process with a design firm and get what you want. Now this does require that you not wait till the last minute to start your project. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of companies and 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 nonprofit organizations that will come to us, and they need a website, you know, by Christmas, and and it's you know it's December the fifth, and so there's not a lot of time for iteration. So the patience level is really low. It, it's very stressful because creative the creative process usually does require two or three iterations. They become very um, very upset and very uh, impatient very quickly because the time is running out and they need something by a certain date. So one of the things you're going to want to know is that technology and design and creative work that doesn't do well under a time constraint. You do need to give it enough time to plan ahead. If you need something for Christmas, you should be starting it in June. Um, you should be planning ahead and as a nonprofit organization, I would hope that you're planning six to 12 months ahead, um, that you've got a calendar and you know what's coming. So um, I would have people working on things well ahead of time so that you can compensate for the time for the creative time that you need, but also for any kind of technology development and to acquire any resources that you might need um, to fulfill what it is that you're trying to fulfill. Now, sometimes the reality is that nonprofits don't don't always know what they want to change. They just know that they don't like what they see, or they do like what they see. And those types of um, uh, those types of leaders in a project are really dangerous because it means you're going to take a lot of iterations. You're going to you have to go through a lot of versions to get what you want. Um, so I always tell folks either take the time to get some clarity, and usually this is done through the discovery process and planning process. Um, take the time to know exactly what you want or you're going to have to trust your web design professionals to make some calls for you uh, and even sometimes if you it's not necessarily what you would like you got to be thinking about uh, what your clients would like what your donors will like what your constituents would like what potential supporters would like more than what you necessarily prefer now the the other next point I want to talk about is about um, about satisfaction in general over the process you know we're not always easy to please. Um, as a nonprofit, the hero of the story is not you. It's your donors and your constituents. And, and sometimes we get really convinced that our donors and constituents and our customers and these people, they all want something very specific. But in all reality, when you design a website, I'm going to tell you 80% of your assumptions are usually wrong. Um, usually when we start measuring behavior and we start you know surveying customers and visitors we start realizing that what we thought that they 
wanted initially as a nonprofit or as a business isn't what they wanted at all. Um, there was an emphasis on the wrong thing. There were um, there were decisions that were made that really weren't in their interest, and or maybe they're just not not ready for what the message that you're giving them. They need something else instead that'll eventually get them to the message that you're trying to tell them. So um, these are important things to know. You know, it's very it's very hard sometimes in the creative and development process to please uh, our clients because there's a, there's a very set idea on what they want. Um, or it's very ambiguous. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of a you know you, we we lose on both ends, but in the middle there is a wonderful place where you can collaborate and you can communicate what you want. You can communicate your objectives. You can communicate and collaborate with your development team and with your designers and come up with something that has the best chances for success. And again, go through some iterations to uh, finally find something that you're super happy with. Um, it's such an important uh, an important discovery um, about yourself that that you yourself as a consumer, as a customer, as a nonprofit leader are not the easiest to please. Um, but you also need to understand that the hero of the story is not you, and that's an important discovery. It changes what you expect from your web presence. Um, for example, who do you think the hero of this podcast is right now? It's you. It's not me. It's not our company. It's you. You're the hero. You're the one trying to accomplish something great. You're the one that's trying to get out there in the community and do the things that you've got to do. And so this podcast is about helping you to do that. We're just we're just the Obi Wans in the story. We're not the the Luke Skywalker. That's you. So you know it's important because of that. The burden is on me to record and write things that solve the problems that the hero you are having while keeping you focused on on your uh, keeping the focus on you, not not my products and services. So and here's a key statement: your your, your website shouldn't reflect your personal tastes and preferences. It should cater solely to your audience, who's who 99% of the time have a completely different set of behaviors, values, and preferences than you do. So before you reject a design or insist on a feature that you feel you need to, to have to look professional, quote unquote, uh, or be more modern, ask your vendor if they think it's wise. Ask them what they think about the idea. Uh, be, before you employ a feature that that other nonprofit organizations are using, contact them to make sure it's even working for them. Uh, most websites aren't even producing the results that they should be. So you might be following a pattern that'll fail before it even begins. So make sure that you're not just copying everybody because most people aren't doing it right. Okay, so just be careful with that stuff. The last little point I want to talk about is properly launching your website. Um, this is again another thing that when you're just buying something off the shelf, it doesn't address this issue. Did you know that that if you build it, they will come only works in Field of Dreams? Really, in reality, things don't work that way. You build stuff, and then you have to drive people there. Websites don't work that way either. They You have to drive people there. When you build a website, it's, it's the equivalent to building a store in the middle of the woods with no street, no signs, no indication that even exist. Uh, to attract visitors to your website, you have to pave the road by properly launching, marketing your web presence. So many nonprofit leaders I know tell me that they don't focus on the website results because we don't have a lot of visitors to our website. You know, we really don't send people there because, you know, well, you know, we really don't keep it updated and, you know, we really don't, we haven't had a great response to our website. Well, that's because you didn't launch it. You didn't properly launch it. You didn't plan that process because you probably bought something off the shelf and checked off a box and moved on to business cards and brochures. 
So, you know, they tell me they're focused more on social media or that donors don't, don't give online. Um, all these statements to me indicate a complete and utter failure to properly launch your website. So something has to change, friends. Something has to has to be different. And one of those things is to get get away from the thought that that you just have to buy a website. You just got to buy this thing and then you check it off, move on to the next thing that you've got to get done. Put a team on it. Take the time to properly plan your website, properly execute on that plan, to give your organization the, the, the time and the respect to go through the iteration process so that you can come up with something that really is effective and it's not just, again, something that you just thought of last minute to get done um, and then got it done and moved on. Is quite a bit more involved than just building your website over the phone in five minutes, like one vendor says. Uh, properly developing and 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 effectively um, creating a web presence requires so much more than giving your credit card to some template-driven website builder software company. These services are designed to take your money, people. They're just gonna here to take your money in exchange for the pipe dream that their software is all you need to be successful. Build a successful website in five minutes. The reality is that it takes technology, team, and talent to make it happen on, an all, on a large scale. And if you aren't thinking about doing big things, if you're not thinking on a large scale, then your nonprofit might be limited to the amount of investment you're willing to make and in the fact that you're advocating your strategic responsibilities as a nonprofit leader. And I know that's a tough statement, but you know we're in a battle to change this world. And you deserve a partner, you deserve words, you deserve encouragement towards the things that are going to be straightforward and honest and they're gonna help you to go through a process that is going to make you successful, not one that's just gonna close a deal and take your credit card. So anyway, I, I, I appreciate your time here. I hope that the, this was encouraging more than it was, you know, blasting you. But I, I want to give folks a good expectation of what, you know, really building an effective web presence requires. And I want you to take some time, write down three of your top goals and expectations of your nonprofit website. Be very specific. Now think about what it's going to take to accomplish those goals and who can make you, who can help you to make those things happen. And if you need our help, let us know. Jump over to nonprofitwebsites.com. We've got some wonderful free uh, tools. We got some checklists. We got the the uh, nonprofit website uh, uh, planning uh, checklist that'll help you through the planning stages. If you've already got a site, we've got a killer nonprofit website uh, uh, content uh, st uh, strategy checklist. We've also got, and then we've also got. If you're kind of beyond this, the content stage and you're trying to promote your web presence, we've got the nonprofit internet marketing checklist as well, and we've got some guides and courses on our website. Uh, and if you need us, just contact us. Listen, fill out a form, contact us, uh, send us an email, send a carrier pigeon. We're here to help. But I uh, hope you're having a wonderful day. I know this has been a little bit of a lengthy uh, podcast today, but I hope you enjoyed it, and I uh, hope uh, you have a wonderful year. Hey, thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. It's been a great episode, and I hope that it challenged you in some way and provided you with some tools to build, advance, and market your nonprofit. But before you go on your day, uh, I want to tell you about a free resource. Are you the nonprofit leader who wants to raise money for your cause, get the message out, inspire and engage your board? increase the influence of your organization, maybe you want to attract talented staff and volunteers, or keep your supporters better informed about your wins, maybe you even want to just establish a great reputation in your service area and in your industry, but you find that you lack the funding you need, you don't really know where to go next, 
Maybe you're even scared of running out of money and resources before your mission is successful. Well, we completely understand your fight and how important your mission is to this world. We've worked with over 60,000 nonprofits around the world for the last 15 years, learning about how to build, advance, and market their organizations using the internet. We have a proven success formula that we've put together, and it helps organizations accomplish their mission, get more funding, find the right donors and volunteers, and ultimately get their message out around the world about what they're doing. So they don't have to shut down, suffer from insufficient funding, uh, attract unreliable people, or ultimately fail their mission. We've got a free checklist for each phase of our formula, which we lovingly call BAM, and they're available right now at nonprofitwebsites.com. So go download what thousands of other nonprofits have already started using uh, to become the organization that they've always really strived to be, and it's 100% free, so you can't lose. Anyway, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next time.